The Mary Sarah Flood City Music Festival is here August 4th and 5th. And we got our final interview for the festival, talking to Shelly Johansson, who has a big hand in putting together the festival and the lineup and getting everything the way it needs to be for this big-time event coming to town this weekend. We talked to Shelly about the lineup, about getting the festival together, about some of the other events going on in downtown Johnstown this summer. Shelly Johansson from the Marisar Flood City Music Festival, today's Bo and More PA Podcast. Always love this conversation every year with our friend Shelly Johansson, the Amerisur Flood City Music Festival this weekend, August 4th and 5th. My goodness, Friday and Saturday. We are approaching those days, Shelly. It is almost here. My goodness. And this is like, to me, this is like a kid at Christmas, you know, talking to you about the event happening. First of all, you know, before the event happens, I'm sure that the whole organization is just running around crazy just in anticipation of what's going on with all this excitement. How's everybody holding up? So far, so good. I always think of it and visualize it as just sort of a seething, writhing mass of details at this point, because <laughs> there's all these little things. Like yesterday, a band let us know that they are not traveling with their drum kit. This was not something we knew before. Oh. So backline is the word that we use to describe the instruments and so on that you provide for people. In that case, it was a matter of, okay, let's see if we can borrow the drum kit from a local band who'll be playing before them on a nearby stage. And that worked out. So it's solving a bunch of little things like that that crop up at the last minute, which is always, I mean, it's kind of exciting. I mean, this is my 20th festival, (laughs) which is is crazy. And what's really nuts is that pretty much most of the key people that work on this, including some of the people that work on it, Ron Carnevale, one of our co-chairmen, Brian Hummel, the other co-chairman. Brian has been working on this event since he was a 12-year-old volunteer running water to the stages. How cool. So really the people that are involved in this have been doing it for so long, so committed to the event and so committed to making music come to to the city of Johnstown. Yeah, just absolutely wonderful. Look at the lineup I have in front of me right now. And as we talk about every year, Shelley, it's just such a great mix of national, regional, and local acts. It's always beautifully blended. It's a lot of fun. I mean, and getting that balance is really important, you know, and we have three stages. We have two days. We have 15 slots this year, and it can be hard to balance all of that to Mm -hmm. make sure that we are presenting a diverse lineup in every sense of the word and make sure that we are representing all types of music and have something for everybody going on. And in those main stage slots, you know, programming something opposite them that is very contrasting, you know, Mm -hmm. just trying to make it so that everybody can see the type of music that they want and also you know i think what's really fun about a music festival and certainly it's true for me you have the opportunity to get exposure to music that you might not seek out right like i personally probably would not buy a ticket to doom flamingo okay Mm -hmm. that but i tell you what that is gonna be one far out show that's gonna be just exciting i've learned that i appreciate almost anything live right (laughs) oh my goodness and and there's always the pleasant surprise as you're talking about which you know even you know somebody that goes to see Los Lobos ends up liking a couple of these bands that they never even heard of before. That is cool. And the fact that you guys bring that has to give you a satisfying feeling that music lovers leave there 
with an even greater appreciation for not only a band, but perhaps a genre that they never really considered before. Absolutely. And I think that the people that are largely responsible for making programming choices, which, by the way, isn't me. I mm-hmm. have a seat at that table, but that's not me. The people that are making these decisions are people who go to 50, 60 shows a year, who are constantly watching festivals and footage on streaming and really identifying you know, who puts on a great show, who's up and coming. In the Community Foundation Oil House, we hang banners from the rafters of some of the most notable headlining performances in our past. Yeah. And up there, you will find some living legends who are no longer among us, right. uh, such as Greg Allman and Dr. John, who have passed. And then you find a lot of acts that we could no longer afford <laughs> yeah. you know, an act like Green Sky Bluegrass, an act like Trombone Shorty. We had them here in headlining positions and now no longer can afford them. And that's exciting, too. Who's the next big up and coming you know, from our main stage slots or further down the lineup? Yeah, we just don't know sometimes, too, you know, which is just, it's awesome. Sometimes we have a bit of a guess. (laughs) (laughs) This year, my guess is melt. (laughs) Nice, nice. And I've enjoyed listening to them. Shelly Johansson uh, talking about the Ameriserve Flood City Music Festival occurring this weekend, August 4th and 5th. FloodCityMusic.com, you get to see the lineup, which we're about to talk about. And as mentioned previously, Shelly, the fact that you have national headliners with regional acts and also uh, some really cool local variety you have with you too. But the fact that Los Lobos is headlining this, what I love about Los Lobos is the fact that they've been here before. Obviously, when you have a band with a national name and they want to return you're doing something right, aren't you? And I've got something to say about Los Lobos. This was, this was something that I learned earlier in the process of advancing the show, which is what it's called when you're talking to the, the band and making sure that you have all the sound requirements and all everything right. Um, and, and you're working with the manager, you know, with the approvals on advertising materials and so on. Um, and, they, and, and sometimes that's easier than other times, you know. But Los Lobos' people have been just incredibly responsive. And in 2010, they were among the most, Los Lobos, themselves and members of the band themselves are among the most gracious people that I've ever encountered at the festival and they had time for every fan I mean they were absolutely wonderful what we found out this time that I thought was just delightful I mean really unusual we get emails from different people associated with the management of a band of that stature and we heard from the merch guy who wanted to discuss what our setup for merch looked like in 2013 versus how it was in 2010. Mm-hmm. In other words, Los Lobos's merch guy has been with them for at least 13 years. Wow. And I think that says a lot yeah. um, because you know that it says a lot about that organization and those people yeah. that somebody would be with them for that long. It's I mean, amazing. I think that's, I mean, we're talking a you know, a road dog in a position he really likes. And yeah. I, I thought that was really, really neat. I mean, that, that he even remembered. <laughs> it's <laughs> also like, interesting, you know, as you say that the touring bands, members kind of come and go and yes we talked to steve berlin a member of the band who's the new guy 1982 yeah right you know (laughs) right that says a lot you know right and also that los lobos would graciously i mean sometimes acts on that stature are less enthused about giving interviews to media outlets that aren't you know the new york times or whatever so they have been more than willing to help promote with things like setting up that interview with you all here at Mm -hmm. seven mountains media and things 
like they let me use La Bamba as the track to the advertising materials, you know, both our PSA and our radio ads. And that's one of the best singles, you know, I don't know, I'd put it in the top 50 ever released yeah, easily. Right. And I mean, and you want to use that. But sometimes bands really don't wish for you to use their big hit if it's older because they are trying to focus on their new new music. Right. And, and while I get that, my goal is to get people excited about the show and to sell tickets. And you do that best with the hit. Right. And so, you know, another way in which Los Lobos has been absolutely delightful to work with. And, you know, we're really That's looking forward awesome. to having them back. And I think also my experience has been with seeing bands that have that one major huge hit song. I've seen a couple bands that refuse to play those big sure. hits because they don't want to be known by that. But, sure. they, but they embrace this, don't they? It seems so. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I obviously can't promise anything about right, Los Lobos' right, right. play, but, yeah. but I, you know... And Los Lobos has so much, Wonderful. so much, yeah. so much uh, to, to draw yeah. from in terms of their musical history. I mean, it was as I was putting together a playlist for the festival, which is something that um, I do in, in cooperation with the committee, and kind of taking a deep dive into their history and their tracks. And, you know, an album like Kiko, you could put anything on that and everybody would know. I mean, th those are just well-known songs. Their most recent Grammy was in 2022. I mean, come on. Wow. You know, th it's not yeah. as though this is a band that in any way has ceased to be relevant or has ceased to record new music or, and do wonderful new music. Mm -hmm. So we can't They've wait to done. see them. They are they are consummate musicians. And I'm sure I've mentioned this to you before, the legendary Billy Price, who has, who has performed a couple times also there. Yes. Last conversation I had with him where he played out at Indiana Theater, he wanted to talk about getting together with Los Lobos at the festival. What a that moment was that cool. was. Yeah. What a moment that was. And also, Bo, I can tell you, the band that is on before Los Lobos on the main stage is Trouble No More. Mm -hmm. And essentially that is a super group of almond-adjacent people singing the music of the Almond Brothers. Oh, cool. So... I can't ever promise collaborations and so on, mm -hmm. but I, I, I can tell you that we program with the thought of such in mind, and it would not surprise me at all if we saw um, some acts sharing members on yeah. stage, which is something when that happens at the festival, that is always so exciting because your audience knows they are getting a once in a lifetime experience yeah. with these acts playing together, these musicians playing together right here, right now. Yeah, cool. I hope it happens. How cool is that <laughs> when it happens? Another name that I'm familiar with, too, is Keller Williams. Yes. And I know you're excited about Keller Williams, Grateful Grass. There is a lot of buzz on social media about that. In fact, there have even been a few jam guys who are like, well, I think that Keller Williams should be billed above Los Lobos, mm. which, you know, mm -hmm. dude, my dude, no. <laughs> but still, I mean, I, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you're excited about that show. But yes, uh, Keller Williams and the Hillbenders are absolutely consummate musicians, absolutely first-rate pickers. I think everyone's going to really enjoy this. Lots of enthusiasm on social media for Keller Williams' Grateful Grass. Yeah, and you've mentioned Trouble No More. That's really cool. I had no idea what they did. Doom Flamingo, Melt, I'm yes. now familiar with. Yes. What a unique sound they have. Yes, they do. They really kind of, uh, there's so, so much youthful energy up there. 
there, and boy, that vocalist, she is something else. Yeah. And and just just everything about the way they, the, what they present and the way they present it, I really, they've really only re- released an EP and a few singles. It is rare to see a band come so far on so little recorded material. Mm-hmm. I think when they release a full-length album, which they're going to do soon, I think they're going to go stratospheric. Oh, I really do. Wow. Is there a big surprise? Is there anybody that you're looking at among this lineup that you think, man, maybe you've never heard of this band, but they are impressive? Uh, you know, I think Doom Flamingo is going to turn a lot of heads. I think that Kanika Moore, who is the vocalist for Doom Flamingo, mm-hmm. is going to absolutely be one of those vocalists that everyone's like wow okay this is and it this one is also going to be a show you know with the lights and the everything and and the costumes and the the, i mean this what yes so um that is by the way the reason it is programmed the way that it is we have keller williams in the earlier main stage slot at 7 30 and doom flamingo is in the later slot because everyone felt very strongly it needs to be dark for doom flamingo because that's going to be the the sort of the visual excitement show and that kind of setup gives you an opportunity to show off the venue yes which is fantastic and it's also beyond what you're doing this weekend it's so great to have that within our community. Yes, uh, that was really, the People's Natural Gas Park was developed by Jaha with the express purpose of having a place to have this kind of event because the infrastructure, there really is no place like that in Johnstown. No. And the infrastructure required to put on something like that, I mean, tents and portable restrooms and all of that is really, really expensive and it makes it cost prohibitive. Mm-hmm. And to have a permanent facility like that makes things like our Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield free summer concert series possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it, I mean, it really helps out Thunder because, yeah. I mean, Thunder in the Valley needed a place too. And Polka Fest is there now. Right. And other events all summer long and also private events like weddings and reunions and things of that nature. It really is a wonderful multi-purpose space. There's not that many really good venues for music in town. And this is a really, really excellent place to come and listen to a band. We've had, I think, a really strong season so far. We are uh, you know, working toward the August 19th, the last show in the Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield free summer concert series is a funk show with two really strong regional oh, funk bands. That's yes. going to be fun. Yes. Uh, it's going to be uh, Chris Vipon and the Stanley Street Band. With, and, love them. And Big Fat Mallard. <laughs> Who I don't know much about. <laughs> but but a great I fun. love that name. Yeah. Oh, I know. They, they've, they've, they've kind of come <laughs> out of nowhere in Pittsburgh and they were on the main stage at Three Rivers Arts Festival this year. So nice. no slouches. They should be a lot of fun and then of course on august 26th we have melvin seals and jgb featuring ron holloway and johnstown's own flower child that that is the highlands free medical clinic benefit that is just absolutely awesome and as somebody that considers himself a proud johnstowner and as you are too via nashville yes but it's it's just so great to see that activity occurring in that part of our region and the benefit that that gives the local businesses and things happening Absolutely. in that region. Just Absolutely. wonderful. Absolutely. And, you know, that's one thing that touches on something. One of the comments that we always get from artists and patrons of the festival, people who've never been to Johnstown before, is how friendly everything is and how great the vibe is. Mm. And that has everything to do with our volunteers who come out every year, you know, with great big smiles on their faces, uh, ready to work the box office, do the IDs, uh, serve in the pubs, all of the things. But they are the ones that are making the event go. They are the ones who are serving as our hosts to all the people that come to Johnstown. And 
man, we get so much good feedback. I mean, yeah. and, and there are, and many artists so are cool. like, oh my goodness, they look at our beer prices and so on. They're like, how do you guys even manage? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it, it's because our sponsors are so generous. It's because yeah. of sponsors like AmeriServe and Vaughn's United Beverage and First Summit Bank. It's because of our volunteers who come and, and do this this labor and make the thing go. And also most of them, by all appearances, are having a whale of a time That's doing right. it. Yeah, <laughs> and absolutely. It's, and it is really fun. It is a really, really fun experience. And people come out year after year. I mean, I, I sent out an e-newsletter from the Johnstown Area Heritage Association list asking for volunteers last week because we still lacked a few spaces. And Deb immediately got responses um, from people from that new- e-newsletter saying, yes, I mean, I'd love to help. And you know that's really neat. It's really yeah. moving to me. You know, oh, I see this. I, I see the same faces every year. I was just going to say that, Shelley. That was the next comment I was going to make. But I'm sure there's people you don't know the names, and you know no. they're not from this area, but they're back year after right. year. Oh, that has to be an amazing feeling. It is an amazing feeling, and it is a wonderful feeling. I mean, people, there, there's some folks that only talk to me once a year. I only see them once a year because they come into town for this, and they'll come running up to me and start telling me about what they saw that they loved or how much fun they're having. And it really is an amazing feeling. It is such a rush uh, mm. to be standing at the edge of the crowd that is having a wonderful time yeah. in front of something amazing on stage and have the sense of having contributed to that and to look around and see all the other volunteers and people working on this who feel the same way. Going back to this lineup here, lastly, we have some regional local acts that are just really cool. And I always love the fact that you guys put a little mix in. And uh, Jeff Webb and his group have been doing some great, great work with the concerts that they've put on locally. And it's so good to have them on the show. Absolutely. Jeff is one of the area's consummate musicians. I mean, he's a conductor, he's a singer, he's a player. I mean, he can do it all. With the Jeff Webb and the Delectable Sound, he just released a new album. And that's always exciting when that happens right before a festival. And it is exciting to have the opportunity to showcase local musicians to our wider audience. And I think local musicians really enjoy the opportunity to play the festival for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, it's fun to be on the the bill with Los Lobos. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, of yeah. course, that's really cool. Definitely. But we do. Johnstown is very fortunate to have a very rich local music community, and their support of the festival means a lot to me and a lot to the event. Wonderful, and the Evergreens, the Platelets, who I absolutely love, and but quickly becoming one of my favorite bands, are a little to the east of us, but they have a sound to me that's so. You know, three guys that have that kind of Rolling Stones, Black Crows thing. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the Jaded Lips. I love those guys. Yeah, I, lo- I. you know, it's fun to watch local bands and what they do with a festival booking. Those guys are really good at self-promotion. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, and that's yeah. always that's always wonderful for us. That's but that's one of the things that, frankly, we look for, you know, because obviously we're trying to get people to come to the festival. Right. But yes, I'm impressed with them. I'm excited that they're going to play. And also the platelets, uh, they are are just really, really impressive, kind of yeah. out of nowhere. And uh, great songs they have. Great songs. Well-written songs and, for young guys. And what a monster of a rhythm section, mm, my goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they 
they are just something. I love their song Gasoline. I think that's that's as funky as anything you'll ever hear. And they really are kind of cross genre. I mean, there's some songs that I would classify as straight up rockabilly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think they have a very original sound. And their first release, I was very, very impressed with that. I've listened to a bunch of first releases in my lifetime, and usually they're not as good as the live show. Most of them you toss. That's yeah, it, yeah, most of I mean, yeah, right. I mean, and 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 that's no knock on anybody. Right. It's just it's just the that's the just reality the it of it. That's I mean, right. But that's right. what they they kind of came out of nowhere, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then of course the Evergreens are you know such a popular duo and with good reason. I mean, they are so entertaining. And one of the few local acts <laughs> that I can think of that really is, is making a go of it in music. Yeah. And, and they're impressive, and we, we enjoy um, presenting them. So I'm, I'm excited about having them as well. Absolutely. And how cool is that? So again, Shelly, if people want information to find out about what's going on, perhaps even some of the vendors and some of the accessory things that are happening with this event. All of our food vendors, with the exception of one, are truly local. The other one's from a little little burg called Warrior's Mark, but they are all from the the local area. We're excited about the variety that we're offering and, you know, think there's some really good food. (laughs) So, uh, and there's also um, some nice little shopping experiences too. Um, We've got some sort of hippie clothes vendors type of thing and, you know, oils and uh, funky jewelry, that kind of thing, you right. know, so, so just, yeah, a, nice. just a little bit of auxiliary stuff to look at there at the festival. Yeah. But yes, if you want more information, floodcitymusic.com is the place to go. We also have a pretty active presence on social media. You can look there. I always get this question. You can buy your tickets in advance, and I encourage you to do that because if you do that, then you get to skip the line and go straight in and get your ticket scanned. Of course, tickets will be available at the gate if you are of a mind to be more last minute about it. <laughs> mm. And I'm sure the wheels are spinning for next year. And Already, I, I, yes. Of course, I, I have questions about that. But of course, right now, your priority is these next couple of days. And even during the show, you guys are running around all over the place just to make sure every, every yes. little detail is taken care of. Yes, absolutely. Because there's always something, you know, somebody, I mean, what I really hope not to get is like an email where the subject line is urgent. And it's just like, oh, no, <laughs> urgent is bad. We don't like this. Sometimes there's somebody that has travel difficulty if yeah. they're, you know, uh, acts that are flying to us rather than on the ground or whatever, you know, it's really, there's so many details. And I, mm. I think it's not, you know, necessarily immediately obvious how many details there are, but, yeah. you know, it is I can't say enough about the festival crew, people like Brian Hummel, who, you know, is a volunteer, and Ron Carnavali, who is mm-hmm. a volunteer, Will Brett, who is doing a lot of the logistics this year, which is things like transportation and sanitation and figuring out, getting these tents in and getting them placed yeah. and all of the things. There's so many different pieces oh, to it. You know, there's so many things behind the scenes that I'm certain that nobody knows, you know, about what really goes on with these yeah, I mean, and, and, and I think we do, we present uh, a really smooth event, but certainly there are things going on. Like there is backstage catering going on for the artists and you know, the hospitality needs and taking care of errands and running and this and that. There's always stuff going on. And what's always kind of fun to me, I mean, uh, the stage managers, the volunteer stage managers that I have working on the event, many of them are musicians because they know you know, what musicians need, and they can also walk across the stage without tripping over a cord or whatever. You know, they kind of know the <laughs> right. scene, right? 
And everybody's handling everything. And then, you know, at the end, you know, I, I mean, on Saturday night after it's all over, you know, at, you know, one o'clock in the morning, everybody gathers in the VIP lounge and then everybody starts telling stories mm-hmm. about, you know, and, and there's always awesome. all of this stuff that was going on that I yeah. didn't even know about. And it really is just such an incredible rush to be working on something like this with people that you know that well, who are all, you know, committed and excited mm-hmm. and to see to see it all come to life after so much planning and work. And Hours and hours. No doubt it's worth it for you. 20 years, huh? It is a lot of fun. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. And people who know me know that I um, have been dealing with a pretty uh, significant knee injury. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that one is my big kind of question mark. (laughs) How I'm going to handle this physically is usually not on my list of things to worry about. But, you know, um, my festival boys uh, did manage to borrow me a golf cart. So that'll be helpful nice you know and and and, uh which really isn't that necessary on a smaller thing but you know i I mean you know it's gonna i will make it happen because it has to happen right well well, i'm sure the adrenaline is also gonna be flowing all through the weekend the adrenaline is definitely always flowing you know it's exciting Uh, the event (laughs) taking place this weekend august 4th and august 5th the ameriserve flood city music festival another great lineup shelly keep doing what you do we love this Love talking to you, too. Well, I appreciate it, Bo, and I, you know, I do want to emphasize there are so many people that work so hard to make this happen. I'm just the one that is charged with going out and talking about it. Awesome. <laughs> so, I will see you this weekend. See you there. You can head to some of our previous episodes to hear from some of the bands that are going to be at the Ameriserve Flood City Music Festival, like Doom Flamingo, The Mallet Brothers, Melt Los Lobos, all back in the archives on the Bow and More PA podcast. If you have a charity or 501c3 and you want to be featured on a future episode, you can email me, producer Russ, at rbeckett at sevenmountainsmedia.com. R-B-E-C-K-E-T-T at the number seven, mountainsmedia.com. Find the Bow and More PA podcast on Google Podcast and other podcast platforms.